preferred income model is exactly what we were just talking about. Um, and people always, you know, say what they're offering to investors is market. But I've seen people who say, here's 6% preferred return and then a 50-50 profit split. And that's market. And they raise $100 million, And they, they say that's market. And they raise $100 million under that model. And more power to them if they're adding tons of value and the returns are there and people trust their team enough. Um, what I see as market is probably 7% pref with somewhere around a 75-25 profit split. And usually there's like two different levels after like a, a 9, 10, or 11% pref. Then maybe there's a larger profit split for the manager of the deal, the GP of the deal. Um, but these can be custom negotiated. There's a female real estate developer. I was on the board of her company for a couple of years, and she's thanked us publicly in several articles online where she didn't know what a family office was. She came to our family office club, learned what they were, got our databases, politely and persistently followed up just using the databases, not even our live events, and using a custom structure, like when you talked about structures, everything, uh, she found an investor um, and was able to win them over. And they were very skeptical, this investor. Um, and she offered something uh, ridiculous to them. She said, well, I'll give you a 32% preferred return on this one-year condo conversion project because we're so confident it's going to be a huge home run. And they said, all right, well, as long as we have this collateral and protection, these negative controls in case things start to go off the rails, we'll do that deal. They did it and the deal went so well, she made more money than they did. Every deal after that, they wanted a traditional structure. So they were splitting things more evenly. But she she wore her confidence on her sleeve with the structure. That's why this stuff is so important. If you're an investor, you protect yourself and you make a lot more money by knowing the structures. If you are raising capital, you close more investors who told you no by then saying, well, what if we did this custom structure? We realize we're early stage. We realize we're not BlackRock. We're not Blackstone. We're not Goldman Sachs. We don't have $800 million in AUM. So why don't we do this and this to help you with collateral or royalty or preferred return? And then that's how, uh, when you know your investors really well, then you can design something that hopefully will be very appealing to them before they say no. And then you have to save yourself with a structure. Hopefully you come out with a structure that's so appealing that most investors you talk to will say, oh, that's really refreshing and unique, etc." Um, sometimes you can do something that just confuses people, even though if they understood the structure, it's really good for them. But if your investor sophistication level is low, they'll just be kind of, you know, deer in headlights on it and not really get what's going on or feel like maybe they're getting tricked or something. And it takes a lot of education. So that's something to watch out for. Uh, one deal we did re recently was with our, we have a, we only invest in two things with our own balance sheet money really, um, is on the operating business side, multi-location medical practices, not med tech, not devices, not apps, just medical practices with multiple locations that are profitable. And then on the real estate side, Airbnb, like short-term rental properties. And in our Airbnb fund, um, we found another fund that we liked their thinking. We wanted to co-invest with them. But we had to tell them like, hey, why would our fund invest with your fund? Then our investors are better off just going straight to you and why should they give us any money? So we custom structured a deal with them where we get a 16.5% preferred return and a 50-50 profit split after that. Usually with preferred returns in real estate, if you're getting 16% and change preferred return, you get nothing after that. Or 18% you get nothing. That's like preferred return money referred to in the industry. Um, so we're excited to do that and we get that for our fund, but we also can offer that to family offices that we uh, talk to. And that's an extreme preferred return. The highest I've ever heard is that 32% one. That's, that one's just ridiculous and kind of unheard of. Usually it's in that six to 12% band is what most, most deals are that we see in case that's helpful for people that are wanting to know the lay of the land there on, on deal spectrum of terms. Um, 
Any questions about preferred returns before we go on to the next slide? Just have uh, maybe four more slides, five at most, and then we'll get to the small group exercise, give you a chance to stretch your legs, meet other people uh, here in the room as well. So <clears throat> LLC structured deals, most important part of this slide is just emphasizing that you can have eight different share classes or 30 different share classes if you want to in an LLC. Having two or three share classes is very common. One share class might give investors a preferred return. Another share class could give them a gross revenue royalty. Another share class um, could give someone collateral and in return for collateral, they get less equity or less of a return. Uh, one share class um, could give people voting rights versus non-voting rights. You could own 1% of an LLC, but have all the control, even though you sold off 99%. You could put no money in and just contribute domain name, expertise, time, legal fees, et cetera, and own 60% of a company and raise money on a $10 million valuation and bring in that money and own most of the company without investing any money if it's structured that way within an LLC. So anything you'd normally structure into a contract or you need to maneuver through to make it good for you and good for the investor, you can just set up A, a class shares, B class, C class, D class, and make sure you retain the control you want, maybe provide the negative controls they want, figure out what mechanisms they want in the deal and structure that through a sophisticated LLC. So I'm not an attorney. We don't structure that for people, but we know a lot about structuring those and we do it pretty fluidly for everything from domain names to medical practices to real estate portfolios or co-investments or co-GP deals. Um, and so happy to answer any questions people have on this before I move forward because, you know, an attorney, uh, you know, could do a full day workshop just on LLC share class structuring and negotiations. Most of you probably don't want to go that deep, but um, Laurie, I have one question in the back there, if you don't mind. Uh, right back. That's right. The Zoom people need it on the electronic feed. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Zoom folks. <laughs> Are we live? Yeah. Rob Batten, Real Basis. So real quick, I, I assume the answer to this, but uh, for, for C-Corp and any structure, we can have this approach with the different share classes. I'm just making sure that's ubiquitous, right? Um, you know, we've used it with LLCs every time. We're just not big uh, C-Corp people, but I believe you can with C-Corps. You know, um, obviously, I'd need to work with an attorney to form it either way, so they they'll stop you at the first step if you can't. But I believe you can, as my best of my knowledge. And uh, uh, Laura, I can bring it over to Keith here in one second here as well. In uh, comment to both, uh, yes, you can use a C-Corp because I've seen it before. Uh, LLCs, use of LLCs, you just can't use this with S-Corps typically. Okay. So as having multiple share classes destroys the ability to use an S-Corp, but okay. your individual partners could own their shares in a partnership or whatever it is as an S-Corp. It just, you've got, there's some nuances that everybody's got okay. to think through. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Appreciate you adding that. And, and uh, Keith adding a little insight like that, anyone else who wants to add something that they've learned over time the hard way, or just learned it by having a, a good high quality partner, feel free to raise your hand and share that with the room. We are just uh, doing that $600,000 investment into Better Bath, Better Body, for example, and um, part of the discussion was, should there be collateral of the warehouse around that being provided to the investor? And the investor is gonna potentially invest maybe a million dollars. And what we discussed, and this is relevant to how you'd structure a share class, is that, okay, well, we're just gonna provide the collateral if they did the full million. If they only do 600,000, should we provide the collateral? Well, we could have something in there if we wanted to, where it says, we don't need the full million now. 600,000 is fine for now. 
perhaps in four to six months, we'll need the other $400,000 to close out that million dollar round. So as long as you fill that million dollar round within a nine month period, that collateral stays in place. If it's not, you didn't do what was planned, which was invest the million. So that can be structured into some of the share class provisions there. Yes. Uh, I, so I have a two part question. One is on the macro level, understanding you're not giving advice, but the, for a company that is established past its seed stage and has a single class of shares, do you have any counsel or insight on transitioning that single class into multiple class? And the part B of that, if I'm understanding you correct, is I've always understood that when you broke it into classes, it meant by default there was going to be a, a dilution, an equity dilution of the original share class. But it sounds like that's really not what you're saying and that the terms are up to themselves or up to each breakout. Is that correct? Right, right. So um, if you have controlled LLC, um, then you typically need to have like corporate resolutions or an LLC resolution or a sign off on amending that operating agreement if you have a couple partners in it, et cetera. But you can create share classes after the fact. We do that all the time. We had one simple deal and we create a whole new share class. Like we had a dentist investors LLC. And then when we acquired dentalclub.com, it's actually a share class within dentist investors uh, for just that asset. Um, and so on the dilution part, part, it just depends on what you're offering them. You may have to issue more shares than what was originally designed or issue advisory board shares. Um, and if you are taking a whole of a pie and then you are splitting it for other people in another share class that would by default usually dilute you, but you may be acquiring an asset that produces more revenue. So if the pie grew by 50%, and then you're giving away 10% or 20% to grow that, then at net net, you might be much better off. Um, and being able to think on your feet live in a conversation is hard to think through share class and stuff in a live interactive negotiation, seeing something in writing, taking lots of notes in a meeting, be like, all right, now I know your priorities, let me think over this. And whether it's bouncing an idea off me and two other friends or your attorney, you know, hopefully is adding a lot of strategic value and not just giving you, oh yeah, this is how everyone else in the industry does it, just some template, um, then that can really help with these types of negotiations. And I really try to resist these days to just knee jerk react to something in a meeting because oftentimes you meditate on it and you think, well, it'd be much better if we did this, this, and this way versus just that way. Like just like get excited and agree to it right, right away and just be thoughtful about it. And then just always frame it as like, Hey, this is how I'd prefer to do it. Does this meet your needs? Are you comfortable with this? Um, just so you don't blow up the deal with them thinking you're being uh, too complicated about it or, or too aggressive. 